0: start a blank and those handcuffs click you know who to call and you better call quick Saul, sol you better call Saul. you fight for your rights when your back's to the wall stick it to the man just as strong you better call sol
1: hello everybody and welcome to breaking goodman a better call Saul podcast what are we doing the show is now done we are weeks removed we are doing a season look back Uh, winners and losers, and checking in on our Stone Cold Locks, brought to you by Madrigal. All right, so I'm the host, Mike Marbeck, and today I'm joined by Samantha. Hello. Hello, Brian. Hey, everybody. Michael. Hello. Yeah, how is everybody? Celebrity (laughs) deaths aside.
0: Uh, All right.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean,
2: you know, um... I'm not sure what that question means anymore. To be perfectly honest, yeah. <laughs> like, like, like how are you? I don't, I don't know on what level to answer that when anybody asks. So yeah,
1: sure. And for the I, time you, paper,
3: my go-to response is always, "Who fucking knows anymore?" Yeah, <laughs>
1: um, I should say for the time capsule of things, uh, we are still okay. in uh, self-isolation, quarantine, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, in Pennsylvania, and. Uh, this week, also, we lost Jerry Stiller, Fred Willard, and the director, who was it? Lynn Shelton. Oh, Lynn Shelton, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's this is when we're recording this for people that like to, uh, who plot all of our podcasts years from now <laughs> yeah. on a timeline to see yeah. what oh, everybody was. Little Richard last week, too. Oh, and yeah. Little Richard, right. too.
4: Yeah.
1: Mm. All right. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> we are going to kick things off by... Okay. So here's the deal. All season, we have been telling people go to iTunes, rate and review, and you will be entered to win a cool Better Call Saul prize. Mm. Three people did. Hey. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Which either means they're the only people that listen, um, or everybody else listens and they're like, you know what? I've got a lot of Better Call Saul merchandise as is. I'm going to yield to. Uh, other folks Uh, Mm -hmm. so we did we had we had three people and we appreciate all of our listeners especially those that take the moment to say hello Uh, we have uh, Ziegler's W uh, who says goes without saying (laughs) one of the all-time great podcasts thank you that is (laughs) patent wow but I appreciate it Uh, (laughs) huge responsibility that 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 title puts upon us yes Uh, and we have you web I, these, these are like reading license plates. I'm never good at them. Um, U W E B R E S. And they say fun discussion podcast. I enjoy these guys. They know enough about the show, uh, plus breaking down, uh, plus breaking bad for the recaps to add value to my watching of the show, but it doesn't totally nerd out and go down rabbit holes that lead nowhere. The frequent Simpsons quotes at a level of enjoyment. If you're looking for a podcast that breaks down minute details and nitpicks, this is not it. If you want to listen in on friends who are big fans discuss the show and speculate, it's a great way to kill time these days. Good review, I like
4: uh, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, four stars.
1: Mm-hmm. That extra star would have been for, I guess, nitpicks. If I, if only. <laughs> yeah. uh, and finally, just the uh, just like two weeks ago, we have Mega Boy Two Two One. Saying, like talking with friends, they've got a great banter between all of them, and aren't shy to be honest with their thoughts. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Like that all too.: right. Yeah. Um, so Samantha.: Yes. Pick a number between one and three. Uh two. <laughs> Goes to U W E B R E S. Uh, So you web you have won a better call Saul shirt. Uh, So get in touch with us, email breakinggoodman at watercooler.com. And let's get you, uh, let's, let's get you a shirt that fits. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Rather than just sending you uh, what we hope does. All right. So we start every podcast with our first impressions, but the show is done and this is a look back episode. So I want to know everybody's second impression of season five. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Michael, if you don't mind. Uh, sure. And anything that stands out, anything that, you, that still sticks with you that you really enjoyed or something that didn't quite feel right, uh, anything and everything that may be on your mind. Uh, I think that
2: I think this is my favorite season of the show, and I've thought about that for quite a bit. And, you know, make no mistake, there have been no bad seasons of Better Call Saul. Um, you know, I've been pretty much enthralled with every second that we've spent on this show since the very beginning, but this was the most, this was the most sophisticated season I felt in a way, the most, uh, one of the most ambitious seasons, I think, um, thematically and on a visual level and on a filmmaking level and also just, just the, the, the darkest, but not, not, you know, a lot, a lot of shows kind of pride themselves in like, oh, we're really dark, you know, but The, 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 this, this show does such a good job of just not just being dark, but just being rich and compelling um, and making you worry about characters without sacrificing any of their agency. And it's, it's this tremendous balancing act that they do. And I I think it's never been better than this past season. Um, absolutely terrific, terrific work. Um, so many gut wrenching moments and, you know, moments that had me anxious and on the edge of my seat. Um, or just going just like, wow, that's an amazing shot or that's an amazing performance. We say that all the time, but we, I was especially saying it this year. Um, I loved this season of better call Saul. I really did.
1: Okay. Brian,
2: what he said.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That was very well thought out. We, um, we just, uh, watched three of the episodes (laughs) just to kind of refresh ourselves. Uh, Are these
1: episodes in order or was it-
0: It was the first two and then we watched the last The
3: idea was to try to binge all of them over the course of two days. Yeah. Uh, So we started with the first two and then uh, life got in the way and then uh, life continued to happen this morning and then we watched the final uh, episode of the season just now. And uh, geez, I've forgotten how many things happen in this show every season. Yeah. Uh, there's so so much goes on. Uh What a great show. Um I mean it it really is my favorite show. Anytime someone at work asks me what you hey, what are you watching? Uh top of the list. Yeah. And that hasn't changed.
0: Yeah,
1: it's got everything. Sam.
0: Uh I also very much enjoyed the season. I we It was such a transformation from the first episode to the last episode, like especially with Kim and mm-hmm. how how far she just got pushed and just went dark and it was just it's kind of i don't know it's it was it was mind blowing watching the first episode, and like that was it starts right when Jimmy changes his name to Saul and then where we end up at the end. And it's, there was so much of uh, a a similarity in how Kim was talking to Jimmy about the name change and then Jimmy talking to Kim about leaving Schweikert. And it's just, there's got so much happened, (laughs) but it it was, yeah, it was wonderfully done. Mm -hmm. And I also, I I don't know if I mentioned this during our uh, final episode podcast, but uh, Kim's hair shifted in the final episode. Uh, her ponytail has always been this very tight curl. and even when she was sleeping at the office and going to the gym to shower like a few seasons ago, her hair was always perfect. And in that final episode, it was just like flat and it was just just a ponytail and it was just very flat and I just thought that was very it was like like, this very minor detail, but she is, like, kind of just unwound and just letting it go. And and I thought that was a very interesting choice. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, I, too, love the season. Uh, I do think that it was my favorite season of the series so far. Uh, Sam, you talked about the transformation from the beginning of the season to the, the end. Uh, this season, more than the others, you really get a feel that we are bridging the gap between better call saul and breaking breaking bad mm-hmm. uh, like this season and next season are just the the full bridge to get us to that to that timeline and beyond uh with the with the gene things um one of the things that still st- one of the more iconic and I, I use that for my term i wouldn't say that in general the series uh in of the series but one of the more iconic moments that i remember from this season is when uh lalo pulls up outside of his compound and the one guy is there with the the gun and mm. the comes down and it reveals <laughs> his huge fucking grin yeah ah uh, man just visually Yeah. Uh, and because he's just such a likable asshole
4: (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) uh likable villain uh that's one of the things that's just like burned into my uh my brain is just that um that huge smile that he had and then the the way that the other guy just immediately this big tough guy uh just kind of broke um and had a was like yeah yeah Yeah. shooting gun, yeah um yeah it's uh because all of this happened during quarantine, during during self isolation, a lot of this uh, um, series, as we've gone through it, um, it is hard to uh, kind of put it in any kind of timeline in my in my own life. Like this, feature, yeah, this yeah. is we, we are mm-hmm. about a month after the last season or the last episode, right? Or just yeah, under a month. I, I think day. so. Yeah, like yeah two I, weeks I, or so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feels at once months ago and two weeks ago. Uh, and I, it's just so weird to me that how much the, the quarantine and not going outside and dealing with people and not doing this in person has fucked with my sense of the show. And I'm, I don't know if it's helped it or hurt. Like, what, all I'm trying to say is I don't know if the life factors have put a magnifying glass on, on the show uh, because nobody else has anything to do, and I've been thinking about the show, or if it's just that good. Did any of that make sense? I
3: mean, it makes sense, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah, time I'm just, I'm just has... i saying words. Time is compressed and expanded in such a weird way over the past two months that uh, it's hard to tell what's going on, and uh, and that I can't imagine how that would not affect the way you watch this show or really any other show. Yeah. Mm-hmm
1: yeah I'm curious like once things kind of open back up and everybody settles into a new way of doing things, uh whatever that looks like, if I go back and watch this show, if I'll enjoy it more or less I don't know well that's just a, just a weird thought
2: well yeah and and that's um you know so something that i I think I was feeling all year, uh especially once we entered quarantine mode, was um I felt this was in many ways, kind of one of the most claustrophobic seasons of the show. Um, not in a bad way. Um, you know, sometimes people say that about TV shows, to mean just like, oh, they ran out of money. Um, that's definitely not what happened here. Yeah. Just more right. in the sense of like walls closing in. Even when they had an entire episode that was set in the desert, there was a lot of things drawing into a, to, to, towards the characters, whether it's, you know, people who are trying to, uh, you know I, either people who are threatening them or just the inevitability of time coupled with the fact that this is a prequel basically there were there were a lot of you know you know um, walls that I think were closing in on a lot of characters or a lot of avenues that were being cut off and you know kind of you know from multiple paths kind of paths that were being singled out as you know these are the ones that are going to matter. Um, and I feel like maybe that was enhanced a little bit by quarantine, if only because it's a very claustrophobic time, I think, in a lot of our lives. So we're, we're kind of feeling that kind of pressure in, in, in various different ways. Um, so if anything, it felt very, very simpatico to how it was feeling.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they do, uh, within this season, shed a lot of characters. Uh, we got rid of all of the uh, Germans. Uh, Mm Pretty 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 early on We have Kim leave uh, The firm and Mesa Verde Uh, Mm -hmm. So it is just kind of a a honing in a focusing in on Mm -hmm. the main Characters of the Mm -hmm. of the show Um, after kind of building everything out. It's now kind of uh, The eye of Sauron is now on these few characters (laughs) You can't help yourself (laughs) (laughs) Got it any other thoughts on the on season five? There might be something that pops up as we discuss winners and losers. Yes. Mm-hmm,
4: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so let's begin with winners. Um, one winner. If you have kind of side winners, we can uh, say them uh, afterwards in a in a quick round robin. If you have any. Um,
0: I think my winner is uh, Lalo. I feel like he. Uh... He got out of jail for a, a murder he clearly committed, and uh he also escaped death i think yeah. he mm-hmm. he did uh he he came out on top more than yeah most yeah this season i think
3: mm-hmm. yeah, i agree uh, Lalo is also my winner um he really he st- he leveled up from Villain to supervillain by the end of the, the season. I think, uh, like he, he's he's a major character now, and he will be until he's not anymore.
1: Yeah, uh, that's a good way to put it because he did have pretty supervillain kinds of moves at right. the in that last yeah. That last yeah. Episode. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Michael
2: yeah lalo was my winner as well um and uh i I think the only thing that tempered that a little bit was the fact that obviously since we're in prequel territory and we know for a fact well we 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 can guess to a fact that you know we know at least that lalo is not a factor going into breaking bad so the question of what happens to him is up in the air so but we can safely assume no matter what he doesn't stay a winner forever um but out of all the competition this year, I think the winner was clearly Lalo. And I I feel like I have a confession to make, which is just that I'm not rooting for Lalo, but I enjoy seeing him win. And I'm not sure if that's a contradiction or not, but he's just so well played. And, you know, like the scenes with him are just getting more and more interesting, but I'm I'm just really enjoying that we're sticking around with him.
0: Yeah. Mm. And I feel like in Breaking Bad, actually, after the the, um, cousins die, I think uh, Gus goes to visit um, uh, Hector at the nursing home and says, "Now there's no Salamanca's. You you know, he dies with you." So I, I, so I think that Lalo's dead.
1: Lalo's toast, huh?
3: Yeah.
0: Mm. Or he's in witness protection. Sure. And he's in (laughs) Nebraska. He's working (laughs) at the Annie Ann's.
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah. That would be fun. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to break the pattern here. I think that, it, that Lalo is the, is the winner uh, of the, of the season for all the, the reasons mentioned. Um, he's got a great, Oh, he's got to do some cleaning up, but he's got a pretty yeah. great compound uh, that he's, he's there. He's got to hire, do some, you know, do some new, get some new hires uh, to kind of help out with things. But uh, he's got that he survived. He escaped death. Um, he uh, is still, he's got all that money. He had, uh, what's his face, Juan Bolsa tried to fuck with him a little bit, right? Yeah. Uh, and he survived that um, due to outside factors, um, or the, the business survived, I should say. Um, the money survived. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think much more needs to be said. He's the, he's the winner. Are there any smaller, maybe less serious Secondary side winners. Hmm. Uh,
3: Jimmy's clients. Certainly came out on top. Sure. Uh, And just in. The scales. The scales. All the scales that he was (laughs) uh, providing for. But also Kim's. All of her pro bono. uh, Clients are really. um, Getting a, a person whose skills are. Well beyond what public defenders would normally be, um, we did see that great scene where she quit her, she quit and went to go like get the the real the good uh,
0: cases cases,
3: yes. and we saw that room of just people that need public defending. Mm-hmm. There's the back, of the what, what would you even call that? The uh, the overflow room. And, yeah,
0: it was just a backlog yeah. of all pending cases. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, so while her, I mean, her, there's some moral ambiguity uh, that kind of floated throughout the entire season in terms of Kim. Well, really in terms of every character, but for Kim specifically, um, the, her, uh, the morality of what she's doing, what she's thinking about doing kind of was up and down, but she's certainly committed to... These people that need her help uh, and I think they're they're definitely going to win out if she is able to continue doing that
0: if they just successfully destroy Howard and get the money <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they're really gonna win
1: yeah yes uh, Michael like
2: <laughs> on the his name but um, you know the uh, uh, whoever whoever was that Barry Corbin played the uh, the uh, the oh. The homeowner. Oh, Acker? (laughs) Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, Uh, I would definitely classify him as a winner, you know? Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Acker, Mr. Acker was one of my uh, quick side winners. Uh, I would add the the A.V. Club. uh, Oh, yeah, uh, the A.V. Yeah. Because they, I mean, both as actors outside of the show and Mm -hmm. as human beings in that world, uh, I think they are winners. Um, the fact that they keep getting every season, they get, they get some, they get some work, uh, and they're always <laughs> in fun stuff. You're yeah. not going to see them yep. in the desert, you know? And, no, and, no. <laughs> so it's an always, when you see them, it's always in a fun, fun Yeah. Way.
0: You're never worried yeah. when you see them. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
3: yeah, and, double, and doubling down on what you're saying there, Marvie, uh, like as the actors, um, kind of expanding that out to just comedic actors that are happen to be in L.A. at any given time. Yeah. Uh, I love how willing to put comedians into roles in this great dramatic series, uh, Vince Gilligan and Peter Gould are always willing to do. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know that we ever mentioned it in the final episode pot recording that we did, but uh, Roy, Wood, Roy Wood Jr., uh, yeah. like the constantly, just the, the the lineup of comedians that they cast in roles is great. Yeah. I hope they keep doing it.
1: Well, there are uh, conversations that happen around Hollywood whenever something like that happens, whenever somebody gets a big role um, or when somebody who typically plays more dramatic roles does something comedic and it doesn't Mm -hmm. quite work. Um, Yeah. So a lot of people think that it's, you know, it's easier to be a comedian and play drama than it is to be someone who is very serious to try and play funny. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. I remember people... Because one of the comparisons that always comes up is I think Dustin Hoffman in Lenny versus mm-hmm. someone like Tom Hanks in Punchline. Uh just when it's talking about stand-up. Right. Um mm. anywho, uh <laughs> let's jump over to who Lehu hers, Michael.
2: there was a lot of losing this season. You know, there's a lot of um Emotional losing or people that didn't really realize how much they were losing, I would, uh, I would probably say Kim, I think, is probably the biggest loser, even though she feels probably more liberated now than she has in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I also kind of have a bit of a dark horse pick, but I don't know if you want to mention it now or uh,
1: uh, not at the. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll come right back to it. All right. Uh, Brian?
3: Um, Nacho is my loser for the season. I, he, he has been under so many thumbs <laughs> over the course of this show, yeah. and over the course of this yeah. season yeah. specifically. A hand with five just, thumbs. Just when he thinks he's getting out, pulls mm-hmm. him right back in. He's mm-hmm. got, he's got nowhere to turn at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. anytime someone's offering him a helping hand, it's with a caveat and with a, a promise with with a player to be named later, it yeah. constantly. Yeah. Uh, this poor guy, he can't get out.
1: Uh, we will do our season-ending awards uh, in a few weeks or so. We'll pick a date. Uh, but one of those categories deals with a sad sack. Somebody who, like all season, <laughs> was just like down in the dumps. You feel bad for them as a... They either feel bad for themselves or you feel bad for them as, uh, as a character. And Nacho will absolutely be nominated for <laughs> sad sack of the year. Oh man. All right. Uh Sam.
0: Uh, I think I'm gonna agree with Nacho. I think because he's just he yeah, he just wants to leave and, <laughs> and they're threatening his dad, and his dad this is not head. enjoying, you know, like is is fed up with him too. Like, you know, like he just He just wants to live his life and go right off into the sunset and he can't. And it's just, it's awful. It's awful.
3: (laughs) He can't win for losing.
1: Mm -mm.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh,
1: for me, I'm going to go Kim. Uh, so we are, we are split, right? Mm
4: -hmm. Uh,
1: Kim, for the reasons Michael has already, already mentioned, although it could also, it could easily go to, uh, Nacho. Um, who was your you had a dark horse michael
2: i did um howard actually
1: yeah
0: um, yeah i um i don't know I, I guess when i was watching the last episode again and watching Kimson <laughs> hating him so much I, I like i was remembering what a piece of shit he was when he put her in the basement and all of that and i'm like you know what she deserves to be this mad at him. And I'm like, I don't know. I, he is trying to be good, but.
2: That, 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 yeah, that, that's the point I was, I, I, I was, I was thinking about making because I mean, Howard is someone that we've kind of gone back and forth with. And, um, you know, at best in the early seasons, I think you could probably say he was a, he was a weasel because he was either doing Chuck's dirty work or a combination of Chuck's dirty work and his own kind of spiteful, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, reassigning of Kim and doing all that stuff. There was a lot of spite and there was a lot of weaselness going on there. Yeah. But I, I keep thinking about how um, I, I, you know, I, obviously the, the job offer he gave Jimmy earlier this year was definitely genuine. Yeah. He keeps reaching out. And, and I think about that scene they had in the hallway uh, in episode seven or eight. I think it was before the desert where, where, uh howard confronts him about you know about about the uh, the, the bowling balls you know and in, mm-hmm. in the car and the prostitutes and that kind of stuff but he does it only after he approaches jimmy one more time about did you think about my job offer um which i thought was such an interesting detail rather than just coming straight out and like confronting him and and mm-hmm. and, and the thing i get from howard is just that he doesn't understand what's going on like he's he 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 is aware on some level that Jimmy is responsible for some of the things that are happening to him, but instead of lashing out, he's trying to understand and he's just getting frustrated by the fact that he can't. And then when he goes to Kim to try to make her understand, if anything, she doubles down on everything that Jimmy gave gave him and leaves him just completely bewildered. And and that's gotta be kind of frustrating, especially for people that he's known for such a long time. And I just, I I, I have a lot of sympathy for that, basically. You know, especially, you know, Howard is someone who is very in command of his kingdom. And the idea that all of a sudden he's losing touch with the motivations of people he thinks he understands very well has got to be very, very, like, crushing.
0: Yeah. And I think he's, he's this season very much reaching out because he took Chuck's death so hard. And I feel like he's, he's thinking that, I think Jimmy and Kim kind of are not processing it well. And that's why they're doing the thing, or the, like why the, why Jimmy's doing the things he's doing is because he's not coming to grips with Chuck's death. And I feel like that's kind of why he's doing that. And yeah. it, it is, it's... It's, yeah, yes, well, it's not wrong. It's not, yeah. It's not it's wrong at all, oh, no. But yeah. he's also a jerk.
3: Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that's one of, the, one of the great things about this show is what makes... Choosing these clear cut winners and losers so difficult mm-hmm. is that every character for the most part, with the exception of Lalo, is pretty like so such a complex character where they have all these different facets where there's good parts about them, but also they're they're losing, and it's good that they're doing this and that. It's very complex, except it, for Lalo.
2: Yeah, the, the, they have just enough shades of gray, all of them, that you can understand them thinking they're the hero of their own story while yeah. you completely understand why they are also the villain of someone else's story. Exactly. Someone, somewhere,
1: someone yeah. Um, Other loser, uh, side loser, Lyle. Poor Lyle. Yeah. Uh, he could also be sad sack nominee. um Um, and how much of a loser is gus this season oh he's taken some hits
4: yeah he He
3: hasn't come out like he's doing a a lot of um uh what cost uh some cost fallacy going on Mm. uh like he's doubling down he's like well i guess i gotta burn my thing down then all right I guess I yeah. got to put it, put all this. All right. I'm going to have to get rid of the Germans. I mean,
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> I, I've gotten this far, but I can't
0: get some guys the arrested. Thing without yeah.
3: stopping and two steps backwards with every step forward. It's yeah. a lot of
2: sunk cost fallacy. That's, that's another point too. If we're talking losers, then definitely, um, at least a certain section of the, uh, townspeople of Albuquerque, because you know, when that when, when, when that, uh, the Los Pollos, uh, the Bro- blow- blew up, basically. There were definitely people who either live across the street or in the neighborhood nearby. They're like, that was our Los Poyos. Now we gotta uh,
0: go. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I go. Yeah. God yeah. damn it. We and just they, got they the spicy Right sandwich. on the way to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: And they picked, like they picked that restaurant because it was the least performing. But it, as as far as my experience goes, the the underperforming restaurants tend to be in underserved communities. So oh, wow. boy, that... <laughs> Just really doubling down on the, that community, right? Yeah. I didn't even think of that.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, any other thoughts on winners and losers before we move it on to our uh, pretty much final section of the pod? I think, I think I'm think i good. I think All I'm right. good. All right, then we yeah, shall move it on. We're going to open up the vault <gasps> for the Stone Cold Locks check-in. Breaking Goodman Stone Cold Locks of 2019, or what, where are we? 2020? What, what, <laughs> what year is it? Uh, mm-hmm. Brought to you by <laughs> Madrigal. All right. Uh, so we're going to go through these person by person, lock by lock, uh, and see how we did. Cool. So, and you okay. wrote these down. To excellent, excellent. Yeah, okay. these, are on yeah. A, these are on a spreadsheet. Because
0: yeah, I wrote uh, it down on a little piece of paper, and then I <laughs> threw it out.
1: <laughs> Here's the deal. They are in a spreadsheet, but I went through them, and I kind of shortened what people had said. So mm-hmm. correct me if something is wrong. Or if uh, left out all it. the subtlety, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah all, the, all the all the different shades and nuances. Yeah, so
0: no, similar. some of the some of the jokes. I wrote a real long thing, a well, we'll lot of details. Can,
1: I
3: not remember I, any of it.
1: Uh, so the uh, a very good example is actually the very first one, and it comes from Brian. Uh, and what I have here is Kim drugs. <laughs> uh,
3: oh yeah, yeah, I did think that she would fall down the rabbit hole of uh, opiate addiction uh, based mm-hmm. on on her injury, her, her car injury, and her broken yeah, arm. Arm. Yeah, and they sidestepped that whole uh, plot line altogether. That I thought yeah. they were
1: really gonna. Yeah, here we are. Yeah, uh, so that is whew, off the board. All right. uh, we got Stacy takes a lover. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hasn't happened yet? But yeah, but I'm
3: gonna up. double or nothing for next season. You
1: can. These can yeah. be uh, parlay rolled over. <laughs> what
3: have you?
1: Stacy
2: takes. Stacy
3: has not taken a lover in what we've seen.
2: What we've She's seen. seen. Good yeah, point, right. a- yeah. and also, am I the only one who approached every single Stacey scene with waiting for her to turn to Mike and just say, "Mike, I've taken a lover," <laughs> <Yes.
1: laughs> or right to the camera?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I've taken a lover. <laughs> <And> you.
3: <laughs> so for this one, I'll take the L, but I'm going to double down for next season for oh, really?
0: sure.
1: Yeah, <laughs> as you should. Uh, so the next one, I'll need your help with this, Brian. All I have is Gene, Gene, Cinnabon, Machine. Okay, oh, yeah, that was
0: your
1: sitcom. It was just a
3: sitcom about. <laughs> oh, you know, this actually goes all the way back to when they first announced that there was going to be a Breaking Bad spinoff show about uh, Jimmy uh, Jimmy about uh, okay. Saul Goodman. I thought, boy, what a fun turn it would be if they made a a multicam sitcom about Gene, the manager of a cinnabon in <laughs> Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, That would have been great. Yeah. Anyway, that's what my, it was a a multicam sitcom idea for Gene, the Cinnabon manager.
1: Well, we can double down. Pop. I might. (laughs) I might. (laughs)
3: Uh, I might let it ride.
1: (laughs) I also have here for Brian, Flash to Mesa Verde.
3: Oh yeah, that was, uh, what was I thinking there? I don't know. I don't remember. Mesa Verde. Oh, oh, it was about, I'm surprised you didn't write down the the most important detail of that, is that they would have a flashback of some sort where Kevin from Mesa Verde would have a full head of hair <laughs> that would somehow explain why his bald head looks so weak, like it looks done on purpose, that they cut a horseshoe shaped, uh, he's got a cul-de-sac on top of his head that's very detailed, like the the, the grooming it's a very well manicured lawn in that cul-de-sac. So I thought there would be some sort of flashback to Mesa Verde, and we kind of did get that with the Jay Johnston uh, commercial, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think. Half a point? I, I, I'll get yep. some partial credit for that please.
2: <laughs> uh, I do too.
1: And we got no. to see Jay Johnston,
3: so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, <laughs> and we have, Poyos introduces a breakfast menu. Oh.
0: Which they already Which had Which already breakfast. done, apparently.
1: Um, that was, was not... a,
0: couple, a, c- a couple seasons ago. So, uh,
2: but
3: they did well, introduce they
0: Spice Curls. Spice Curls.
2: Yes. Which I still want, by the way.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do. I, I tried to make them at yeah. home. Oh, and uh, yeah. wasn't bad. They weren't, weren't that bad. And I put a little it? too Would much they, spice.
1: With a Southwestern kick, or what what, did, what was it?
0: Yeah, so it's a, a, a curly fry with a Southwest kick.
1: <laughs> all right Michael you are up and we have Hank and Gomi in a subplot which I believe was supposed to be completely removed from everything else
0: yes
2: yes I think they were just, just going an entire uh, episode uh-huh and then they were just gonna sit in the Los Pollos Hermanos and just everything was gonna revolve around them and they would just be completely oblivious um, <laughs> So we, we, we did not get that. Although I, I will say, um, and we tiptoed around it you know, leading up to it because we didn't want to spoil it for anybody. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, we were talking about the fact that Hank and Gomi were going to be in this season. And I think we got more Hank and Gomi than I expected. I expected mm-hmm. it to be kind of a one-off thing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. That they, we were, they were there for two episodes, if I
1: recall. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, we have season five ends with a Walt cameo.
2: That was my prediction? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, um, I'm, I'm sorry that the, 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 you know, the quarantine is playing with my sense of space and time. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I'm glad they didn't do that. Um, I'll always, you know, uh, unless my prediction was it happens very, very organically. Um, you know, which might maybe it was. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, I think we're just not there yet. And I mean, the show, I, 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 I never want the show to become I don't want it to rely on a gimmick like that, you know, and, and I think it would be there's a way you could do it, but most ways you could do it, I feel it would just be a betrayal of like the very rich characters we have. Just let's like do a stunt mm-hmm. like that where it's like, look, it's Walt. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I we got so much going on here, we don't we don't we don't need any of that. Um so yeah, I'm glad that prediction came out wrong.
1: Okay. Uh we have Saul in the family.
0: Oh that that was your and sitcom. sitcom. Oh, that was yeah, sitcom. that was a sitcom, yeah.
2: Uh, where I think they have a bar in the backyard, I want to
0: say. <laughs> I think that's what you said.
2: Yep, yep. Uh, and it your was
0: adopted I, daughter.
2: Yes, oh yes. <laughs> I, 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 I wasn't sure if those ideas were combined or separate into separate sitcom ideas. But yes, absolutely. Um,
0: and Kim lived uh, next door. I think she was the neighbor. She so would come over to the bar. Mm-hmm.
2: Not only did this not happen, but technically, Saul and Kim don't even have a backyard unless you consider the parking lot where they were throwing beer bottles. I mean, bottles. Yeah. <laughs> I
3: mean uh, that's where I throw my beer bottles into the backyard. I mean, it's, 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 it's what it's
2: there for. Yeah, what else, um, are what else are you going to do with them? Recycle? Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, moving on, we have Mike's family gets killed. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Very opposite of Stacy takes a lover. Instead of. Oh.
2: Stacy takes a bullet. Um, Stacy takes a bullet. Wow. Um, <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> and she turns to Cameron and says, Mike, I've taken a bullet.
1: <laughs> um, um,
2: yeah, I'm glad they didn't do that. Um, you know, especially because I was trying, I was just trying to figure out, I think we all were trying to figure out what Stacy's place was going to be this year, whether it's going to be, you know, um, uh, a reminder soon to be silenced of the life that Mike can no longer have or something like that. I, I, what they did, I think was very, very organic. Um, and, uh, and yeah, Stacy, I think has suffered enough. Basically. She doesn't need to go through that. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, and last for Mike, we have Kim is not dying.
2: <laughs> yes. I said, Kim is not dying, but she is leaving. Um, um, um
0: she left us in the form we knew her
2: i i was about to say i was wondering if i could get partial credit for this i was trying to finagle a way to do that because um you know it's almost like i don't even recognize you anymore <laughs> but really she did leave um no but yeah i i you know because uh because you know i worry about her a lot and now i'm very very worried about her especially because she's kind of grabbing this thing by the horns um in a way that seems very very unwise but her destructive spiral makes so much sense um yeah so all right i'll take the l i was definitely wrong on that uh, let it but, ride uh,
1: till oh. season six
2: yeah yes yes we shall see
1: parlay all right uh i am up we have howard gets into a jam and jimmy helps him out of it uh pretty mm-hmm. much the up. opposite yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 he, he did everything he could to Jam, jam him up. Yeah, to, to, yeah, to jam him. <laughs> to yeah. in the jams, spread jam on him, do whatever he could do to... Uh, and two jams
0: to visit him at the restaurant.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Brew three jams over his... Uh... He, he <laughs>
1: yeah. pumped up the jam. Yeah, ruining his jam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, to the tune of jock jams. All right, uh, so then we have Kim betrays Jimmy. No? Nope.
2: No, quite I the guess. opposite. Quite
1: the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: well, okay, yes. But also, well. kind of, in the sense that, like... Depending on mm. whose perspective you're... Depending kind of upon whose perspective, because I do think Jimmy relies upon Kim to kind of, whether he would admit it or not, kind of be his rock. Mm-hmm. And you saw how disturbed slash proud slash disturbed again he was by her transformation, especially in the final episode. I think that yeah. he's... He he wants to kind of ride this out, but at the same time, like he he, I, I feel he does think that he's losing something very important to his moral compass by not having Kim kind of point north anymore. You know, yeah. so mm-hmm. kind of yeah.
1: Uh, I appreciate you fighting for my lock. Um, <laughs> somebody has to because no. I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> I think that I when I uh, put forth said lock, uh, I. Was thinking more along the lines of traditional betrayal, much mm-hmm. like like something where Jimmy, in the middle of that meeting, kind of turned things around that they didn't discuss, and you know got her in issue, having issues yep. with uh, mm. the whole lawsuit and whatnot. Um, quite the opposite. or worse, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, again, quite the quite the opposite, Marge. What's going on here? All <laughs> right, uh, <laughs> we have a fourth wall breaking moment. Unfortunately, has uh, only oh yeah has not happened, um, but again, that may be the one of all of these so far that I've said that I may push into next season. Yeah. Um what was, the, what was the fourth wall breaking moment that we envisioned with that? Uh, I, I pictured a, a doctor, what's his name, Dr. Hibbert? and yeah. uh, <laughs> kind of, Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then it reveals that they're actually talking to somebody
2: else. Um, I, I was, I, I was wondering, and again, it's been so long. I was thinking maybe it was like one of those kind of like um, we start in the middle of things and then record scratch, like, hi, I'm Saul Goodman. You might yeah. be wondering how I got into this mess. Well, <laughs> let
4: me...
1: yep, That's me. That, <laughs> yep, me. Yeah. Uh, and almost wonder Years voiceover kind of thing. <laughs> uh, we have Nacho will kill Lalo. Um, didn't nope. happen. Close mm-hmm. A yeah, for effort. Close, close but no cigar. Uh, um,
0: he did try he, to assist, but it, assist. Yeah,
1: I, if, I think there's points in that. If well, I I I am going to be as hard on myself. You're hard on yourself as I would be on any of you. He also <laughs> yeah. he also didn't die. So right. Yeah. So if, if he were to have died, my argument would have been that he did kill him. He let those people in. If they don't get in. Lalo doesn't die, Um, but he didn't die. So it's all moving on Uh, to my last one.
0: Not necessarily because they had that plan to kill him anyway, right? Yeah, they they they
1: had up until actually entering the compound.
0: They are the best in (laughs) the business. (laughs)
3: But also Nacho wasn't, he he had an idea that something might happen, but he was not part of the decision-making process. He was given the last minute, hey, you need to open the back door at 3 (laughs) a.m. Still, still was. Uh, he would have been an accomplice had it happened, <laughs> um, but he didn't plan anything.
1: Again, I.
3: But nonetheless,
1: we're not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna fight it. it <laughs> I'm just saying and, that we'd have a we'd be we'd be having a longer discussion about this if it mattered at all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it doesn't. But also, I would add that when we do these awards, those. Greatest soldiers, uh, mm-hmm. mercenaries have got to be up not for sad sack, but like biggest disappointment of the season, or <laughs> yeah. overhyped yeah. or something special given to them. Yeah, um, yep.
3: hollowest
2: <laughs> leg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the best business they are, the, you know, the, the, they are stymied apparently by a locked back door, you know. So that's yeah, that's thank god Lalo was there. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, or, he, thank god Nacho was not sure, there. Yeah, we got you. Um. Yeah, we, we have, we got, hey boss, we got this whole thing planned out. We just need to get in. If you can help us out with that much, we, we got the whole killing part down. Oh, so dumb. All right. Uh, and my last one. Getting in is what I hired you for. <laughs> Anyone can shoot him. Is it Jackie, Jackie Mason? <laughs> what am I doing here, huh? <laughs> what, am I, what giving you all this money? <laughs> That's what the money's for. <laughs> Get it in. Uh, right. Yeah, my last one. I don't even know what it says or what it means. And granted, this is tight. Um, all I have I here is... About. I have assistant. That's all As- I have.
0: <laughs> assistant?
1: <laughs> I have assistant. Let me look and see. Assistant. Uh, well,
0: I don't know what that means. Did you means. misspell
1: what? Assassination?
0: Assistant, who, who, who on the show
2: has assistants? Uh, Kim had an assistant. Um, was it about Lyle?
0: Was it about no. um, uh, um what's guy. her face coming back? Francesca?
3: Oh, maybe it was a Francesca reference. Oh, uh, yeah,
0: that we'd maybe. see Francesca's.
1: Hmm. I can't even think of anything right now. Ernie, was it about Ernie? Was it, yeah, <laughs>
0: Ernesto?
1: Uh, I can't even think of anything right now that with all of this guessing, even comes close to getting any points. Um, even just using that one word, assistant, I can't think of anything.
0: Maybe it was that Nacho would assist the greatest, uh, the best of the business to try to kill Lalo. Uh,
1: well, if that, was, if that was the case, I'm on the board with 19 points. Um, it wasn't. It was not. So whatever that was, may it rest in peace. Maybe it was...
2: Mike re-gets a job with Gus, but it's uh not his Mr. Fixer, but instead his Gus's personal assistant. Like he just sits in the office and takes Maybe. phone calls.
0: Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
2: Maybe. Mm.
0: Assistant.
2: Um, All right, how do we do? Are
3: we uh, is at the end of the we'll episode? Through we're, mine. We're, oh, you <laughs> Oh. <you're, yeah. laughs> Brian wants to get out of here.
1: <laughs> 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 There's no fan in the dining room. There's it is fans. a
0: little warm in here.
1: Uh, all right well uh we have
0: sam right here
1: the christmas visit
0: oh yeah that was (laughs) that was that chuck would visit um Jimmy on Christmas Eve and tell him that he was going to be visited by three ghosts. <laughs> and then they take him through and he sees how bad um, things happen with Kim in the future. Then he completely <laughs> changes his ways, which completely changes the plot to Breaking Bad and they have to reshoot from season two. <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah.
0: Didn't happen. I been great. I uh, been but
1: aggressive. we can parlay it into, roll it over into season six. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> it you could it still
1: could so. happen uh next one gene gets caught oh mm. uh,
0: yeah mm. uh, mm. uh, he, yeah he kind
1: of he kind of got, got that one well
0: he got he got he got he got made, made. He got made. yeah he got get caught
2: and uh where, where did we leave that right wasn't it him hanging up the phone on robert forster and saying i'm gonna take care of it myself Take mm-hmm. care of this yeah. myself yeah
1: yeah yeah so well, so great can, robert can roll it forster great robert uh kim defends jane and sends her to rehab Oh, yeah. that was... Uh, yes. uh, that'll be interesting. Yeah, Should it happen next season? Did not happen. Didn't happen. That would have been something. Uh, and this one, I'll need a little bit of help. Uh, one episode to Poyo's bad review.
0: Oh, okay. This was an entire episode. This is one of my jokes. An entire episode dedicated to uh, Gus gets a bad review. And he's <laughs> so focused on it. He can't do anything else. So he goes around Albuquerque uh interrogating and murdering all of the food critics because he doesn't know who it is Mm. and then it turns he finds out who it is but he cannot murder the person because that person is marie and he would get caught by hank so he has to let it go but then marie is so Terrified to find out all the food critics are being murdered, that she stops being a food critic and goes back to radiology. <laughs>
3: and and so, in this scenario, food critics are regularly going to fast food restaurants yep. to review them. Okay. Yes, and yeah. they just, she gave
0: mm-hmm. a bad review
1: in the newspaper, <laughs> <Yep>.
0: in the <laughs> newspaper,
1: but it, <laughs> under <laughs>
0: an assumed name.
1: And finally, from Sam. Uh, which did not happen oh okay.
0: that didn't happen no I guess, guess so, I know. Was, but, uh, next season
1: I think for this last one Sam it was a little more specific than what I have here um, it says assistant <laughs> 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 yeah. I just dragged the cell down I know this
0: one <laughs> and it, yeah. it didn't happen
1: uh, it is Mesa Verde slash Kim leaves
0: Yeah. okay it's um I, according to that I would get points but um, Mesa, I, I was said Mesa Verde is up to shady shit. And yeah, that's what takes Kim down because she was assisting them and doing all the shady shit with Mesa Verde, which did not happen. Well, I well, mean,
3: kind of, were doing underhanded.
0: They were doing, yeah, r-
3: mm-hmm. property and
0: stuff. As, as a result, indirectly, indirectly of that, she did leave.
1: Mm. But, that's
0: but not, I'm not Kim Wexler, yeah. I can't argue this.
1: Yeah. Uh, that is the end of our Stone Cold Locks. And if we total up all of the locks that came to fruition this season, we zero? have oh. zero. Oh. Wait, I
2: thought I
0: got
2: a partial. Yeah. yeah,
0: I got a partial. Uh, what was your, yeah, well, I already, I, for, I already I forgot, forgot what it yeah. was. <laughs> yeah. It was the flashback
1: to oh, Kevin's, yeah. Kevin's hair.
0: <laughs> explaining.
1: Yeah. We did get a
3: flashy back type thing, which was a it's, But we cover. didn't
0: see Kevin in that flashback.
3: No, was he not the little boy? Was oh it, wait, was, was there he, a little boy? Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, we did see. And he had,
3: follow with me here, a full <laughs> head of hair. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: no,
3: no.
1: No. No. Okay, I'm with you, yep. All
0: so. right, you gotta give it to him.
1: All right, fine, yep. whatever. And what was truth
0: like? <laughs> did you have one, Mike Henley?
1: Did I, did I? Uh, Kim oh. doesn't die.
0: Oh, no, okay. <laughs> yes.
4: she,
2: she didn't die she did not I, I, I think we discussed at the time hey you're getting no points for that if that's true because that's, that's such a chicken prediction and I was like yeah okay that's fine um, right. so I can't go to the tape to be certain but I think if, if we did not have that conversation I had it in my head which is just <laughs> as good <laughs> so. uh,
1: I have that as 80 points the Kim not dying full the whole okay. thing not what okay. I have um, okay What I have here is worth like six points. (laughs) I forgot how. The full prediction was 80 points. Uh, If we are all in agreement, and I will be for the sake of moving on, uh, (laughs) to award points to Flash to Mesa Verde as I have it here, then Brian (laughs) with a stunning 34 points is the. Brandon nice. Goodman, Stone Cold Locks of 2020, brought to you by Madrigal, winner. I'm the Congratulations. champion. Congratulations. <laughs> um, we that will be doing our idiot. Stone Cold Locks episode whenever the hell uh, it is announced that Better Call Saul is coming back. Brian, do you have any more um, commissions that, you are, uh, that you're still accepting? Do no. you want to <laughs> mention that? Else. Oh, I'll gladly
3: accept them, but nobody has taken me up on the offer.
1: Uh, well, we had somebody that... Um, Emailed us. You remember? Oh yeah, it was like a weird poem or something. It was a great poem. I mean, it was uh, a great. <laughs> it was a great poem. Uh, so, if anybody has any of those, they just uh, can contact you on Instagram, right? Yeah, Instagram's fine.
4: Yeah. All right,
1: Sam. Anything?
0: Uh, I uh, did a few cartoon voices. All right. Uh, for an animated series called The Help Monster. Um, it's on. Instagram, and Twitter, and Facebook uh, by Luke Giordano. Uh, it's I very funny. And um, you at should follow help it monster. At the help monster, I believe. The, okay. the, help. the help. I think monster. it's the help monster. We will so I played a, a Spider Queen. It's up there. And yeah, there's going to be a couple. I think they're releasing them on Mondays, So yes. check it out. The help monster.
1: We will link that in the episode notes and also tweet it through the at water cooler on Twitter. Ooh. All right. Uh, and maybe we can share them if there's an Instagram or something to our, uh, water cooler Instagram as well. Michael, anything? No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. My life is so boring. Uh, at Michael J. Henley.
2: Oh yes. He yeah, followed me at, uh, at Michael J. Henley on Twitter. I do have an Instagram, but I cannot remember the numbers right now. So, um, uh, so I'm useless. I'm sorry.
1: That's fine. And this is Mike. You can follow me on all the things at Mike Marbach. You can go to watercooler.com for this podcast and the others that we do. And the actual plug I have is for studyhallshow.com. Hall is a show I direct for a long time now, and we're now doing online shows weekly in May on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. and Saturdays in June at 7 p.m., where we invite lecturers from colleges and universities from across the globe at this point, uh, since we're all doing it on the internet. Uh, And we. Got a great piece on historians.org from the American Historical Association, wrote a great piece on us. Uh, We were just in the Philadelphia Inquirer yesterday, Uh, so the show is getting a lot of nice attention. And I'm spending most of my quarantine working on that website, which, again, is at studyhallshow.com. And I'm not a web designer, but it's looking half decent. All right, (laughs) Uh, that will do it for this uh, podcast. We'll be back in a few weeks when we have our awards episode, which is going to be a lot of fun. I'm already looking forward to it. Uh, So thank you, Brian. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Michael. And thank you all for listening. You're
4: welcome.